Hello, welcome back to Kalencast. I'm Caitlin. This episode will be very serious and this could be really sad. I'll be talking about what I went through after I lost my mom and how it affects me to this day. It all started when I was 17 years old. It was sometime in October of 2019. My mom's still alive. I was in 10th grade at this time. My uncle was having a fit at me. I don't remember why. I don't know what to do. I was getting tired of it. And I got him to a screwdriver and I threw it at my uncle. He got up and I began running towards my mom's room. And I stopped in the kitchen, turned around, and he punched me. I screamed. I'm surprised my mom didn't hear me deep asleep, though. The school bus came. It was a rough day, but all think she knew what happened. Then I told Miss Vargas about it, and, and next thing I knew, CPS came to, to school and talked with me. Then I went back home. CPS came. My mom started crying. She said, every time I turn around, there's a case. And the CPS talked with me, then they talked to my uncle. He lied and said that he shoved me. I knew that wasn't true. I told the CPS lady, my uncle lied to you. And she she just looked at me. She didn't, she didn't say nothing. So, then two months after my mom passed away, COVID struck. So we had to like stay home, do school online. The younger kids, like like I think middle school, elementary, didn't have to do schoolwork, but the high school kids did. Miss Vargas picked me up, took me to go get lunch because what my high school did, they gave lunches to all the kids in the school district that needed it, and it happened to be one of those kids. One day I was waiting for her, and my uncle was yelling at my grandma which is my mom's mom. My uncle is my mom's brother. And I told my uncle to respect his mom. He ran in the house, he grabbed my neck, and he shook me. I screamed hysterically as he shook me. Then I called Miss Vargas to tell her what happened. She had a talk with me. She said, next time your uncle lays hands on you, I'm calling CPS. And then I went to go see my sister for a summer. She'd trap him in the hospital like twice. I didn't need it. It's like she wanted to get rid of me, you know? So I came back home and things were good, good for a little bit. But then in September 2020, it was Saturday. I was mad because I want to stay by myself. Because my grandma would stay with me, and I, I got mad about that. Because I wanted some time to myself. She took my phone away because she thought I wasn't going to clean my room. I was, but not when she was there, you know. And then we got into it. She hit me. She pulled my hair. Then I was on my bed. And she tried to bite me. Not pulled away. 
but I've, I got off of roof. I told my counselor, Mrs. Parker, and the CPS was called. A couple of days later, I was waiting for the bus. My grandma was having a fit, as she always did, thinking she can do things her way. Really, she can't. And then she, she said, I was going to go to jail all because my room wasn't clean. And I told her, what does jail have anything to do with my room? Exactly. Nothing. Then she came and she yelled, start up again, B-word, start it up again. And I had it on recording, too. And then, um, in either January or March 2021, I woke up one morning, got dressed, and I couldn't find my glasses. I accidentally bumped it to my bookshelf, which I have books and journals on it. I don't have the bookshelf now, or I need the books I had. And then the, the glass cup fell and it broke. You know, I didn't mean to bump into the shelf. You know, that wasn't my fault. Then Michael came running, really. He should have stayed out of it, you know. And then the bus came. I was on the bus. I was crying. I was begging the bus driver to let me go back to my house and find him. She agreed. And I went back in the house to go find my glasses. I was trying to look for him. I was going to look under my dresser, but my uncle wouldn't let me, you know. All he cared was about the glass in my room. He didn't care about my health, you know. And as he was, he was clean, you know, he was insulting me. I told, I told him to shut up, you know. And then he hit me. And he said, don't tell anyone, or you're the one going to jail. Unfortunately, I, I believed him. This summer 2021, he did all kinds of stuff. I'm not going to explain everything on here, but, but, the one, but the one thing he did that sticks to me and scares me to this day is when he grabbed my neck with one hand. He just grabbed it, like the side of it. And then another thing that sticks out to me the most is that uh, as I was screaming and crying, as he was doing such horrible things, the neighbor came over, I said, Michael said, everything's okay. I cried, everything's not okay. But the neighbor being so naive, uh, being oblivious to what was going on, just walked away. I started screaming for, for the neighbor to come back. And then my grandma said, shut up. And I hate that. I did tell our Tipper youth pastor wife. I wrote on a piece of paper because I didn't want to say it out loud. Um, she said that made her sad. And the next day I was home alone. I was cleaning house, you know, just because I wanted to. Then I saw a car pull up. I didn't think much of it. There was a knock on the door. It was a lady. I answered the door. I was 18 years old at this time. She was a lady from Adult Protective Services, or APS. APS, it's just like CPS, but APS were like adults. She talked to me to what happened, and she said I should just talk to them, to my uncle, and then my grandma, and get the police involved. I said no, because I knew if my uncle and my grandma found out I told somebody. I knew I would be hurt even more.
So, and then senior year rolled around. It, it was a turn for the worst. It was really bad this time. So it was September 2021, and I just got home from an open house at school. Had snow clocks. My grandma she went by just has. Just because I was being kind, although she was never kind back at all. And she declined to ask why, just because, you know. She said, you could everybody cuss for trouble because of your mouth. I was like, you deserve it. Then Christmas, my the dogs are fighting, I think. Just the dogs being normal dogs, I guess. But my grandma and my uncle were arguing of we're fighting on Christmas, and I began crying, you know, and they blamed it on me. And I said, if, if I was such a screw up, I could pack, I can leave, I could spend Christmas alone, you know. And then, they ain't really say nothing. So, and then, in one of the episodes, I mentioned I cut myself that one time. Um, I'm going to give the full, the whole story of what actually happened. It was in 2022. It, it barely started. It was a Sunday afternoon. It was after church. Michael's girlfriend said the Lord's name in vain. I told him not be saying that because I don't like when people say the Lord's name in vain. No. And then my grandma said, you're not clinging on the Lord. Say, give me your phone. And I'll try to explain to her. I, I didn't say that. I said this. Name. She said, I don't care. Give me your phone. I got super mad. I lost my mind. My brain went to La La Land because I knew I didn't do anything wrong. I got the glass bowl off the shelf thingy on the wall. I broke it. And then I got the piece that just started cutting. And because of that, I have a scar. So. And then, um, three minutes later, I packed the bag and put some clothes and, and some notebooks in there. I was headed up in my jacket on because it was cold outside. And then I headed to the door. My other uncle, who was living with us, hey, X, where are you going? I said, shut up. And then I went out the door. I was across the street already. Then my grandma said, get back in here. Because all they cared was about themselves. I think she was scared I was going to go tell her, you know. I wasn't. I was just going to go wherever. I didn't want to go back, you know. I went and I sat in front of school. So that's the only place I knew of to go. I was hoping Angela or Miss wouldn't see me because I knew they would take me back home. <laughs> I didn't want to go back. Then after a while, I decided to go to an old neighbor where my mom's house was located. I decided to go there and talk with her. And I showed her my arm and what I did. And I told her, like, my uncle and grandma don't care about me, stuff like that, and then what they've been doing. But she didn't really say nothing about it. But she, she told me to go back home. I knew I had to go back home. Then I arrived back home later because I had to ride home, so. My grandma said, that she was crying and crying. When I looked at her, I didn't see no dry tears. I did not see no dry tears. Mm-mm. But one time, a- APS came. For those who haven't listened to my first podcast, I encourage you to go listen to it. You know, because it tells a, a lot more about me 
before I introduce myself, so go listen to that if you haven't yet. But some of you know, I mentioned that when APS came down one time, my grandma said to them in front of me, when I was standing right there with them, she said, why did you just take her? And then that's what I knew that my grandma and my uncle didn't want me. But I just don't understand, like, if they didn't want me, why didn't they get rid of me? Why didn't they send me away if they didn't want me? I don't understand that. There are many times I wanted to end my life because of everything going on. There was a time I was 18 years old, and then I was laying on my bed, and I looked at the ceiling fan. I had a plan in my head that day. You know, I didn't attempt it, but I thought about it. I thought about getting my dog's leash and hanging myself. I did. And I knew if I did that, I would go to hell because I wasn't saved at the time. You know, I didn't know how to be saved. I wasn't properly taught very much. But Angela taught me a lot of things, but I just didn't know how to be saved, you know. But another time, me and my grandma got into it. It was like a normal thing between us. I said, I'm going to hang myself. And then with a cold heart, she said, hang it. If she truly loved and cared about me like she claimed, she would have got me help. She would have like called the crisis center to come help me. But no, it's like she wanted me gone. And that's terrible for your own grandmother to tell you that they tell you that they, they encourage you to do it. That's horrible. And grandmothers are supposed to be sweet. They're supposed to be like loving. They're not supposed to be like my grandma. And my two other grandmas, Graham and Grandma Donna, they're both dead. Them all, pretty much all my grandmas are dead. You know, all the grandma got left. Who's the mean one? On April 30th, 2022, I was assaulted that day by Michael's girlfriend. She slapped me, pulled my hair, kind of like what my grandma did. I got placed in a respite on a group home. After that, I was transferred to a women's safe house. I was there talking to Lubbock. I came to Lubbock, you know, things were kind of going good a little bit. You know, but then the girls that I lived with in the group home, they started bullying me and stuff. Like, they bullied me so bad. I got so scared of them that I had to be moved on another group home, which just wasn't really too far from the home I started on. And then because of what my grandma and, and my uncle my, and his girlfriend did, I suffer from PTSD because of them. I have nightmares because of them. I have flashbacks because of them. I get scared that someone's going to hurt me. I'm scared for my life sometimes because of them. They should know how much it hurts me knowing what they did and how I suffer from it because of that. Then I blocked my grandma's number once and for all. I was never comfortable talking to her. I was, I just feel like I have no folks. Because every time I didn't talk to her for a while, she said, I'm worried about you. She worried about me. All she's worried about is me telling my story. You know, telling on her. That's what she's worried about. I still go through a lot through this day. I was in love when I was 17, 18, 19. Then I came to Lubbock to the special needs company I'm, I live in. It's like the group homes, the host homes, 
Also, I'm kind of like foster care. What did they have? I used to lash out a lot and have a big attitude because I didn't know trust. I forgot what, what love truly was. Then I met Krista. Then I, she showed me so much kindness, love. She showed me the love I was shown by my own family. But then I knew I could trust her. You know, even even when I first met her, even when she was just a stranger, I knew I could trust her. I still do to this day. And then I don't have really my family by my side. I, mean, I kind of have my dad's side of the family, and I don't really talk to him much. I do talk to him here and there, but they're kind of by my side. But the only people I got by my side are Krista and her husband, Stephen, then Peyton and her husband, Jay, and Krista Maha. That's the only people I got by my side, and that's okay, because they're my close friends, and they're like family to me. Things are getting better and better, but like, I still have flashbacks. The nightmares haven't really been occurring as much as they used to be. But I told Peyton one day, I closed my closet doors at night, because that's the key to my nightmares. And she said, she, she said, you know it's all in your head, right? I was like, oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do open up to her more and more, so I'm glad I'm finally opening up to her, you know, feeling like I can trust her. I'm glad she's by my side, too. I'm glad I got Krista by my side. And then when somebody raises their hand, like, got found like a firm, they raise their hand quickly, I flinch. Or when someone's like near my neck, someone has their hand on my neck, like check my pulse. That's what the doctor did a while back and I got scared, you know, so yeah. I'm just glad that things are better to this day, you know. And I'll always be my crazy, goofy, wild imagination self, despite the fact what I've been through. I learned from Darman, Man, my past does not define me. My past doesn't define me. I am a sweet, caring, loving, lovable, loyal child of God. And then I am funny and I'm sweet, have a little wild imagination. And I smile a whole lot. You know? That's who I am. I'm I I refuse to be a victim. I refuse to do what my family does. I refuse what they what they do. They're aggressive and they're toxic. I refuse to be that kind of person. Thank you for listening to Kaylin Cast. Come back soon for episode eight. God bless y'all.